Hello again, everyone. It is time once again for the Mainland Podcast. This is episode 347, and my name is Michael Citro. I am the founder and managing editor of TheMainland.com, an independent website covering Orlando City, Orlando City B, the Orlando Pride, all things soccer-related in the city beautiful. And joining me from Tallahassee, Florida, is my co-host, David Rowe. Dave, how you doing? Michael, I'm I'm great. Uh, we're coming off a fantastic weekend. Looking forward to hopefully another good uh, weekend of results. We got another another rivalry game. So I mean, it's just uh, all good, all good. Loving it. Yeah, the Lions can pretend they're on the road this weekend. Everything will go well. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll see if we get a result. Uh, the Orlando City Atlanta game always is a fun rivalry and uh, we should uh, we should basically it's almost going to be feel like two of those in a row because Joseph Martinez mm-hmm. is on inter Miami now and of yep. course we had our inter Miami breakdown on uh, our last episode of the show but we've got plenty to talk about this week or the second show of the week as well uh, we're going to just uh, I just want to quickly mention we had our watch party the other night for uh, Orlando City versus Inter Miami um, from last week for our uh, Buy Me a Coffee membership subscribers, and I think it was a lot of fun. We had a couple of guys from the staff on there. We had um, at least one of our uh, you know subscribing members. We'd like to get a few more subscribers. And these things are going to be fun moving forward. We had a really good time watching the game together and kind of commenting on it and and having a good time. So uh, I want to shout out to our own Ben Miller and Nick Josie who joined me and uh, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep the uh, the confidentiality of our members who uh, who wish to remain nameless um, publicly and uh, and just say we had a good time. Well, there you go. Yeah, I, I wish I could have joined. Unfortunately, I was unavailable, but uh, definitely the next time. Yeah, there will be plenty, I think, of next times. I'd like to do these at least quarterly. We'd like to do them for all the teams, maybe even mm-hmm. some, you know, get togethers to watch stuff like Ted Lasso or, uh, ah. you know, soccer movie of some type. So uh, we can we can do that. Poppy, we can do that. It'll be fun. Yes, we can. And if you want to find out how to get in on the action, just go to our homepage and click on the ad for our Buy Me a Coffee. And right there will be all of the information you need. Subscribe at any level that works for you and lots of perks coming your way. I I still can't get over the the thought of uh, perks and coffee. I mean, it just goes so well. Percolation. Percolation on the Buy Me a Coffee. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's just called Buy Me a Coffee. It's just like Patreon. They just call it something different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's click, 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 and you're in, and you're enjoying the perks and or benefits, if that's easier. Yeah, and some of the benefits are listed out, what you're going to get for sure, and there's a lot of stuff that we're talking about behind the scenes with this. The watch party was one of them. We're going to be doing some fun stuff like that. We're hoping to have an actual in-person gathering, so there's... There's definitely some stuff coming down the pike. If you're not a, a social butterfly, there'll be stuff for you too. There'll be extra stuff uh, in in the form of some posts and some information that we don't maybe share on uh, the regular website. Newsletter. So, yep, the, you'll get the newsletter. That one's spelled out right there in the uh, in the uh, agreement that uh, you know anybody from the, the TAM level up gets the newsletter. 
So that's fun. Uh, we've had a good time putting that together. And I think, I think it for a little mini newsletter like that, I think it's pretty good. Well, yeah, I mean, you got, uh, I guess semi-pro writers, uh, contributing to it. So of course it is <laughs> more semi than pro most of the time. Well, that, that may be true, <laughs> but still. Yeah. So go check it out. Uh, buymeacoffee.com slash the mainland, or just click on that horizontal yellow advertisement under the top three stories uh, on our, on our homepage. Either way, you'll get to the same place. Absolutely. All right. So Dave, we're going to talk about a little bit of news and we're, uh, we're going to start with Michael Halliday. Speaking Mm -hmm. of starting, uh, Mikey started against Fiji for the United States U twenties, the team that won three nil at the U 20 world cup. So they, uh, won their first couple of games without conceding a goal, which is uh, pretty, pretty good. And uh, yeah. congrats to Mikey for going from not even being on a team to starting a game in the U20 World Cup. Congratulations, indeed. I mean, obviously, you know, we miss having him in Orlando, but uh, always good when one of the players gets to go represent the U.S. or whatever country they are from. And so we're we're very happy for Holiday getting to do that. Yeah. Uh, also, it was announced uh, today as we record this on Thursday, I believe it came out today, that uh, Facundo Torres has the number 15 selling shirt in MLS. That's pretty impressive when you think of all the uh, great and incredible players that are in MLS that uh, mm-hmm. he's got number 15. I mean, that's um, I'll be honest. I was a little surprised. Happily so. But <laughs> that's pretty damn cool. Yeah, it was one of those things where it's like, you know, you've got these big star players and like Chicharito mm-hmm. and, you know, Jordan Morris. We talked about Joseph Martinez. So, so yeah, there's these, uh, these big name players and, you know, he's up among them. And the only mm-hmm. thing that really surprises me when I look at this list is that somehow he's behind Ben Bender from Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that one doesn't exactly make like you're right. The rest of them, you're like, okay, I get it, I get it, I get it. But I, I, I guess, uh, Charlotte loves them some Ben Bender. <laughs> I guess so. We are, uh, it, it's interesting that because some of the names he's actually sold more shirts than, uh, Denny Buanga from LAFC, Nicholas Ladero from the Sounders, Julian Carranza from the Unions, Lucas Zellerayan from the crew, uh, Raul Rui Diaz from the Sounders. These are some yeah. pretty, Pretty well-known players. Xiao Paolo. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, there's some big, there are absolutely some big names in there. Yeah. So uh, good for Faku. And mm-hmm. uh, why, why are there not more Kyle Smith jerseys being sold? Uh, I can only buy so many. That's true. Yeah. Can only buy so many. And then you run out of money. Yeah. And yeah. You I have do. no money left. All right. Um, as we're recording this, Dave, OCB is playing Inter-Miami on the road. It's halftime, and it's nil-nil. And I would say that both teams have had good scoring chances, and probably OCB has had a little better scoring chances, but nothing on the board yet. And it's going to be one of those games where somebody's going to have to break through and, and open this game up a little bit. But uh, a, a great start for the Young Lions. They had, they were out shooting Miami, I think, at one point, something like 6-1, to one, and I think they had gotten – maybe four of their six on target. So a great start for them in South Florida. Hopefully they can finish it off. We'll, 
we'll give a final score if we if we get it, but it doesn't matter because everybody will see it online anyway. Listen, I, I'm not worried. Uh, the OCB tends to score like within the first 10 minutes, and if they don't, then they leave it late and then they score a bunch. So yeah, that could be. Yeah, it's, it's one or the other. All right, OCB will also play Monday at 7 o'clock at home against New York Red Bulls 2, so they are going to play uh, two games, and it will be on two straight podcast recording nights. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> unusual, unusual stuff. All right, so we don't really have a preliminary discussion topic, a main topic, like you know when we have a game to recap. So what I thought we would do is we have a – a question from our mailbag box that we're going to break out into its own discussion section here because it's a little bit, it's a little homeworky, but it's also probably one that we're going to spend a few minutes on. Maybe, maybe not as many as I think, but let's, okay. let's well, get to it anyway. Hold, hold on. If it's homeworky, I have a feeling I know who sent it. Yeah. You're going to tell everybody who sent it right now. It was Ryan Smith, everybody. It was Ryan Smith, mm-hmm. who we've told numerous times to not give us homework. But what did Ryan Smith do? <laughs> Gave us homework. Yeah, he made us think and, uh, and, and, uh. and and think back. And, you know, the only thing worse than thinking is trying to remember. Uh, it's the worst. <laughs> Especially at our age. Yeah. All right. So why don't we get to that? We're gonna, our main mailbag box will be later, and it's a couple of questions. And uh, and this mailbag box question will be our uh, our typical like our, our topic intro topic. Yeah. So uh, why don't you get us started and uh, tell us what Ryan wanted to know? So in typical Ryan fashion, he says, "Now that a new season is in swing." Who is your Orlando City all-time best eleven? How many current players are in the lineup? All right, well, uh, I have to. I guess we have to give our best eleven and then count the number of current players in the lineup. Yeah, I guess so. That's probably the way that's going to go. I'm going to uh, let's just let's go by position by position. I'm absolutely 100 percent sure we're both going to say Pedro Galese. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, so Galese now, is on the current. Team. Now, hold on. Now, it, it, it's still the answer, but I don't want to. I don't want to diss Miggy. If we were talking about USL, it would be Miggy. But mm-hmm. since we're talking all time, I'm sorry, Miggy. It's Pedro. Yeah, I think that's fair, and I think he would. He would I think probably agree. agree with that. <laughs> I think. He, I think he probably would. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So back line, and I. I believe. We might be on the same page here, but I'm going to give you mine and then we'll see if we're on the same page. So my, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to, I'm going to go, actually, I'm going to go a little different than, uh, than what, um, I was just thinking I had my back for, and I've changed it because I'm going to get a little, I'm going to get a little sneaky with my, with my best 11. So I'm going to say that the center back pairings, going to be the current center back pairing of Antonio Carlos and Robin Janssen. By far the best center back pairing ever on the squad ever. No question. Yeah. Now there have been some other good center backs. Uh, sure. Jonathan Spector, Lamine Sané was really good when, you know, when, once he got his feet under him here and was Absolutely. healthy. Um, but yeah, those two are the as best a pair. Two. Yeah. Yeah. As a pair and individually, they're the best two. Yes. Yes. Um, my right back is going to be, as much as he's an agent of chaos, it's going to be Juan. 
Yeah, I was trying to think of of anybody else. Um, as much as I would like to say, uh, you know, Kyle Smith, because obviously everybody knows I'm a Kyle Smith fan. Mm-hmm. Kyle is the super sub. He's the Swiss Army knife, but no, Agent of Chaos, Ron, um, the speed, um, just the 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 occasional set of brilliance and his recovery ability mm-hmm. makes him the best. Yeah, I, I gave some consideration here to Scott Sutter, but uh, and certainly offensively, Scott Sutter was the best right back we've had. But, yes. Um, sometimes he can be a little lack uh, lacks on the uh, defensive end. Well, I think maybe if we had had Scott when he was a couple of years younger, the conversation might be different, but yeah, maybe so. we didn't. Yeah. And then, so here's where my twist is. I'm a, as a left back, okay. I'm going to play him there, even though he didn't play there. He played a number of positions for Orlando City. Left back, maybe briefly, but more wing back. I'm putting Yoshimaru Yotun at left back. Ooh. In my best. All level. right. Okay, I, look, well, I mean, depending on the formation, so like if it was a, uh, you know, three at the back, that would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But of course, that's not what was going on when he was here. So my choice is going to be Jao Matinho because I think at times he was absolutely the best, which is why he got, he's he's getting paid to play someplace else. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I'm going Xiao. I, I get what you're saying. And I think within the current, if, if we had Yoshi in the current system where uh, Oscar's playing a three at the back and he's playing more of a left wing back, mm-hmm. very good argument. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to stick with Xiao. Okay. I'm going to, and by the way, my shape is a four, two, three, one, just to let you know ahead of time. Okay. Okay. But, well, I mean, that's why we get to that's why we get to discuss this. <laughs> yeah. So we got our back lines in there. And now I'm going to say in my four, two, three, one, my two central midfielders uh-huh. are Cesar Araujo. Obviously. And Junior Urso. I like it. Got your six um, and your eight right there. Yeah. No, uh, I was trying to think if there was anybody else that would be able to top those two. I, I there isn't. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, Cesar is by far the best defensive midfielder that we've had on this squad, even as a what second year now, and he's still far and above everybody else. So, um, and then junior, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned how much I missed having him here. So that's an obvious mm-hmm. choice as well. All right, so in my four-two-three-one, we get to the three-man attacking midfield. Okay. Uh, on the left wing, Nani. Nani, yep, yeah, that's that's a no-brainer. Uh, at the central attacking midfield, I'm going Kaká. Also a no-brainer. And then, as my right wing, here's here's the really the uh, the one where I really had to think about it. I'm going to go ahead, even though he's off to not a great start this year, I'm going with Facu Torres. Can you imagine that line? So Nani, (laughs) Ha, and Torres. Because here's the thing. If we had that, Torres gets so much more freedom because everybody would so much be more worried about the other two Mm -hmm. that he would be able to do things that he's not able to do now because they are focusing on him. He would would blossom. Yes, he would. yeah, I, I, look, a a balloon door uh, winner is that's just 
there you go. I mean, it, it would be like saying, oh, well, we're not going to put Marta on the best 11 for the pride. Oh, of course we are. Then <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nani and everything he accomplished, uh, not to mention elsewhere, but here, yeah. of course he's going to be there. And I, I, for the reasons I just said, I, I agree with Torres. All right. So now here's where the, the, the sort of the separation is going to happen at the, the yeah, going with a, only a single striker. Yep. There really have been, there've been multiple very good strikers here, but I'm going to go with the overall numbers over a three year span and say, Kyle Laren is my striker. Although I think, uh, maybe with the midfielders you have, maybe you need a more brute, you know, brute force guy like, um, like the, uh, DK, DK in that yeah. spot. Um, and of course, Cara has been really good and, you've got another young gun coming up. So there's, there've been some good strikers here and I'm going to go ahead and say, probably I've got to go. I've got to go with Laren just because he, he produced more and he really had to because those teams had such bad defenses. (laughs) Yes. So my heart says Daryl DK. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm not going with my heart. Um, my current brain says Urjan may end up being the number one. If we're asked this question in a year or two, um, and if we're asked it five years from now, maybe it's Duncan, but currently it's Laren, the, the stats bear it out. Um, and it, and if you look at what he's done since leaving, it's been pretty good, especially with Canada. And so I think if, if he had stayed, um, not that he would have stayed for long, let's say he had stayed for another year, mm-hmm. I think it would have been even more impressive. So, um, I, I can make an argument for all of them, but the answer is Laren. Yeah. And I know that Laren, the way that he departed, rubbed some people the wrong way. I still maintain that it was more on his, uh, his agent than necessarily him. He got some advice from an agent on how to force this thing to happen that wasn't happening and that's the and route they went down and bestekis is known for doing shenanigans like yeah, that the, yeah the turkish league in general is and i mean if you want to know which which of these guys is the most talented well one of them is getting lots of minutes and scoring goals in la liga right now and that's kyle right. Aaron. yeah absolutely and look like i said uh, uh in the future, an argument could be made for Kara and way in the future, maybe McGuire if he keeps going like he is. But the the analytical answer is Laren, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm happy to stick to it. I'm good. Yeah. Now ask me which which uh player maybe that I like better. Like DK. just from per- personable, you know, I, I think Daryl's a more personable player. And not, you know, nothing against Kyle. Kyle's just, he was just a quiet guy. So whenever we talked to Kyle, I mean, it was a struggle. You had to get your microphone really close to his mouth because he's such a soft-spoken guy. And Daryl is just an outgoing, easygoing dude. Uh, Look, the thing I hate the worst is whenever I see that Daryl gets hurt and it's, it's, Mm -hmm. he's been way too injury prone and I hate it. I hate it because I think. That if, if he was, if he, if he could stay healthy, he could be among the best. He really could. He's got the, he's got all the physical skills. I think he's got, he's, he has great feet. 
I only want the best for him, no matter where he goes and plays. And I don't say that about everybody. Like he could go to a team I don't like, and I'm still going to want him to do well, but the team to do bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. So I think we've conquered it, but how many, how many is that put on the current team? So that's, that's Galese and the two center backs. That's three, yep. three, Cesar, four. Is four, Faku is Perez, five, five. So is that it? That's, right, that's five. It. Okay. Yeah. So five on the current team. That's, it's not too shabby. Almost 50. Yeah. That tells a lot about this current team. And <clears throat> I mean, and, and we're then looking at every single other player that's ever played at Orlando city to take up the, the other six. So, I mean, that says a lot about this current squad and, and some of them, you know, like we mentioned, like with Laren and, and Cara, I mean, it's, it's not a huge different Cara's starting to prove himself. And if he keeps going the way he is, you know, that, that answer could change in the future. Yeah. And, and maybe by the end of this year, I might swap Ojeda in for Torres. Uh, yeah, depending on what happens. Yeah, I, I don't think a car or not here ever getting knocked off that, <laughs> no, that list. No, no. They're really not. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> All right. So Ryan Smith, a uh, good good topic for discussion, and I think it's no, good that we it. broke it out. Good that we broke it out, even though it was homeworky. I think because if we didn't, the the mailbag box uh, segment would have been way too long. Yeah, you're 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 giving him an out. It was a mailbox question. It was homework. He still he still gets the uh, the no 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 too much homework. Yeah, but it was I, a good topic. I'm not giving him a pass. I'm just saying the topic was good. <laughs> it is it is a good topic. Yes. Yeah. So um yeah still no more homework please. <laughs> All right. That's right. Well, Dave, we've got uh, a guest coming up. We do. We've got the rest of our mailbag box from people that don't necessarily give us homework. Yep. And uh, we've got our key matchups and score predictions for Atlanta United coming to play Orlando City at Exploria Stadium. We've got all of that coming up, but we're going to get to our guest first. Very special guest. We're going to do that right after this. All right. Joining us on the Mainland Podcast, we're extremely happy to have with us Orlando City defender Kyle Smith. Kyle, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. You know, I was we were looking through our guest list, and it, I, I noticed that we hadn't had you on before. I'm like, how is this possible? You're you've been with the team a long time. You're one of the few guys that speaks English, and yet we haven't had you on. Uh, I'm not sure why. Yeah, it's true. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that we finally can make it happen. That's an oversight on our part completely, but we appreciate your time. I'm going to start off by asking you some of the questions that our listeners sent in, our, our founding members that helped us move from SB Nation to um, independent status. Uh, we let them ask our guests questions, and they have uh, they have some good uh, insight. So we're going, to, we're going to start with those. Sam Atkinson, uh, one of our founders, asked, what is your, uh, what's been your favorite moment since joining Orlando City? Favorite moments. Um, I think my favorite moment would have to be when we went to the PK shootout with New York City and Rodrigo had to go into goal and made the save and we we won. That was a pretty special moment. Yeah, that's a good pretty, one. Pretty hilarious as well, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all love, we all love that one. Yeah. Yeah, and guys- the pictures were fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> they really were. <laughs> you, you guys still uh, tease him about his technique. 
A little bit, yes, for sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jerry Hogan asks, uh, I think a loaded question. He asks, uh, do you read soccer blogs about Orlando City, and do you ever find them to be fair and truthful? Honestly, I do not. Uh, I try to focus just on, you know, my stuff, which is training and uh, and then the games, you know. So I try to completely stay focused in on what I have to do. So I do not read the blogs. Okay. But if you did, I think you would find ours to be fair and truthful. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> how, how dare you, Jerry? All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Robert Shirk asks, he says, uh, fans call you the accountant and you've got tax man on your Twitter page. Do you or do you or do you plan to have a license to practice accounting in Florida? Um, no, I actually uh, was studying for my CPA, but uh, it was a little bit too much with everything with, the, you know, with everything I have going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, I almost, almost got it, but it was a very difficult test. Mm. He's, yes. uh, he also, he also wants to know if you help any of your teammates with their taxes or financial planning. Um, well, I'm not a tax professional, but you know, <laughs> I tell them to talk to their CPAs, but I do, uh, slip them a little bit of advice maybe here and there, but yeah, I think the best advice is to just go get a, a good CPA. Yeah. That was uh, our, another uh, one of our listeners and our founding members, Brian Fergala, also wanted to know if you had become a CPA. And he had a two-part question. So there was one if you had answered yes and one if you answered no. And since you have not uh, become a CPA, he wants to know if the accounting profession is still your top option when you eventually stop playing soccer. Um, no. So I think I have passion in, uh, real estate investing and like, uh, real estate rehab renovation. So that is what I'm going to try to get into when I retire, uh, the whole investing and trying to make houses better for people to, to live in. Okay. Sounds like you've had a lot of conversations with Tesho. Yes, I have Tesho. <laughs> And uh, he turned me on to the Bigger Pockets podcast, which I listen to all the time. It's a great podcast. Okay. Uh, Brian also says to tell you to keep up the great work and that you are a role model for his 14-year-old son being trusted to play different positions. That's awesome. That makes me very happy. And I will try my best and I will keep up the, the, good, the work. Yeah. All right, Kyle. Now we get to ask you questions now that we have okay. like two minutes left with you. Right. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, so you've been you've been with the team a while, and and I just was curious to start off the conversation with us is, is that when James O'Connor brought you in to Orlando City years ago, did you have any inkling that you would end up having over a hundred MLS games and become you know one of the highest games played guys in Orlando City history? Um, well, you know, I didn't have any. Uh you know, expectations of that, but I did have expectations of, you know, being myself and I knew of my talents and my ability. And I, you know, I did expect to make a difference on the team and to contribute in any way possible, which I feel like that has been shown in the amount of, you know, my versatility and the positions that I played. I'm just, you know, uh, I've been tend to like 
you know, play different positions and whatever the team needs, I, you know, will try my best to do that. So, yeah. I knew I had Very those cool. abilities. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so going back to the whole accountant thing. Now, obviously, mm. you've got the nickname, the accountant, tax man. But Oscar has his own nickname for you, El Soldado. Yeah. Which of those is the favorite? Which which one do you like best? Uh, I mean, I, I like nicknames uh, in general. <laughs> I think the El Soldado one is good. Uh, it comes from, you know, Oscar, Profes. So, I, I mean, I like that one just because I think it describes, like I was saying before, um, I, you know, whatever the, the team needs, I'm willing to, you know, go out and do. Basically, whatever the uh, profe wants me to do, I'm, I'm ready to do. So I, I, before Michael asks the next question, I will, I will interject that on this podcast. So one, I'm a big fan of yours. And two, uh, I call you the Swiss Army Knife uh, because... That's that one too. Yeah, because, you. I mean, wherever Oscar wants to put you, you go in there and to, to quote Rodri, you're like, I can do it, Poppy. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, wherever wherever he wants you, you go in, you do it. And I think that's great. Thank you. So, Kyle, you you have you mentioned that you played multiple different positions. We've seen you at both fullback positions, wingback, midfield, center back. Center back. It's, it's, uh, it's it, but, you know, this year when you've been popping in and out for different guys uh, in and out, left side, right side. How does that affect your preparation during the week? I mean, it's it's is it harder to get into a rhythm or is this something you're just used to at this point because you've been doing it for a few years? Yeah, I'm definitely used to it. Um, and then I just try to focus on like the footwork, just uh, like the way I defend or the way I will prepare the difference between like, for example, left back or right back. Just the footwork is a little bit different, but it it's not something I'm not used to, or it's not something that I can't prepare for or do very quickly. Gotcha. Um, so obviously you've been, you know, you've had different coaches, Orlando city. Um, tell me about your relationship with Oscar. Tell me how that developed. Uh, you know, obviously you were already here when you came in. Um, and as I just mentioned, gave you that great nickname. What is that like? Uh, what is your relationship with Oscar like? Yeah, we have a we have a good relationship. Uh, I feel like I can go to him for anything, which is really good. And then, you know, I don't think he had any expectations for me when when he first came here. And then I just try to, you know, show him that I work hard every day, you know, at training. And I think he's appreciated that. And now he expects he expects to see that, you know, on a daily basis, my work ethic. And yeah, he's someone I feel like I can talk to about anything and uh, just a great, uh, he's very supportive and, you know, everything when it comes to soccer and movement on the field, I can talk to him about any position. He's always, you know, willing to listen and provide feedback, which is great. Kyle, do you have a, any particular shape that you enjoy playing more than others? I, I, I always wondered this about players if they, you know, some some people flourish in different uh, different formations or different shapes. But uh, I wondered if you had a personal favorite. Um, I think it just depends on the 
you know, the players on the field or, you know, what, yeah. Like just going to the strengths of the people on the field, whether it's if we have speed out there, maybe keeping people wide or, you know, so I definitely like the way we've been playing under, under Oscar with, you know, getting some, some of the fullbacks high and yeah, it's been really good. So I, I like how we've been playing under, uh, with Oscar. So uh, three straight results, two draws and a win. Um, it seems like maybe the the team is starting to click a little bit more. Things are starting to settle in. What's your perspective, you know, from the inside on on what's changed over the last few weeks? You know, what what what's happening that we don't know about? I think it's the confidence of uh, the team in general, like knowing that we can beat any team in this league and knowing that you know, we have a really good team and we're a very hard team to beat. And we just need to put in the performances on every single game and come in every single game with that confidence, knowing that we are the favorites and that we should win every single game. And I think once, once we have that confidence, I think, you know, we'll go on a streak. Mm. Well, we're hoping for that for sure. Kyle, you just came off a a big, kind of an emotional rivalry win on the road at Miami 3-1. And now you have another rivalry game here with Atlanta coming in. Mm. Is, is, can you feel that intensity been ramped up the last two weeks? I know you've, you guys have had a really busy month and it's kind of, I know you guys take them one at a time, but when you get to these two sort of uh, rivalry games back to back, does it feel a little different during the week? Uh, yes, I would say the intensity definitely you can feel it throughout the week just people you know preparing for the game and trying to get their minds right and yeah i would definitely say you can feel the intensity the past couple weeks with the rivalry games for sure so i i want to go back just a little bit and you know to what i'm certain is a good memory because it is for us um obviously didn't do so great in the open cup this year but open cup win last year tell me tell me about your experience with that that last match i was there michael was there everybody was there what was it like for you winning the open cup yeah it's definitely a very special moment uh winning the trophy and just having everyone there you know for for the fans and for the city and for you know everyone everyone that has anything to do with the club just coming together, you know, getting that trophy was amazing. Something that I personally I will never forget. Uh, and then, you know, everything after going to the city hall and, you know, honoring the the team and the trophy and all the fans, it was just, yeah, amazing. So is that like the Stanley Cup? Do you get like to keep it for a day and do whatever you want with the cup? <laughs> uh no, I never got to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> they know better. They can't let soccer players have those things. <laughs> yeah, they may never get it back. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if, before we let you go, just a couple more quick questions. I, I wondered if you could tell us how difficult is it to play against someone who who used to be a teammate? I know you've gone up against uh, – I mean, even like somebody speedy like Juan was on the other side of the field this this year. But you've played a number of um, you know wingers and forwards that used to play. 
uh, in Orlando and, and midfielders. What is that like for you to to go up against somebody that you used to you know used to be uh, palling around with you at, at, at training every day? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I try not to think about it in the ninety minutes. Like at in those ninety minutes, they're an opponent and not a friend. But yeah, it's definitely. I mean, because you've played with them for a long time, so you know their strengths and you know their maybe their weaknesses. So it's just trying to, you know, watch out for their strengths and keep them in mind when you're going up against them. But yeah, it's definitely, it's hard to describe because in a match, it's so intense, but then you, you know them personally as well. So yeah, it's hard. that's pretty much sums it up there, I guess. Who's the toughest opponent you've faced so far in your MLS career? I would have to say Wayne Rooney. Uh he hit that amazing goal against us when we played in D.C., and I don't think he lost the ball until, like, the 90th minute. He maybe gave the ball away once. He was really, really special player. Yeah. All right, before we let you go, where do you see this game against Atlanta being sort of won and lost uh, on Saturday night? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I would say that it's i mean i guess it's in most games but who can take advantage of uh their opportunities in the box uh and score score goals yeah because you know i think we're definitely going to have chances so if we take advantage of those opportunities then we'll win all right confident. yeah sounds good we're all for that. We'd love to have some back-to-back -back rivalry wins. Kyle Smith, defender, and anything else that is needed for Orlando City, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you being on, and we will we will not let this oversight uh, happen again. We will, we will have you back before another four or five years go by. <laughs> okay, sounds like a plan. Thanks for having me. And we're back, Dave, and wow, uh, Huge thanks to Kyle Smith for coming on the show and and just what a um, an amazing oversight on on my part not to get him prior to now. So when uh you know I obviously I talked to my wife about you know the podcast and what we're doing in interviews and and all that and you know I said oh honey I, I'm I'm recording tonight and I said yeah we got an interview she, oh who Kyle Smith she went are you really are you kidding no I'm like yeah yeah Kyle Smith she's like tell him I said hi. <laughs> <laughs> and you did and i did after we got off the air i, I did indeed so and he was appreciative <clears throat> plenty plenty good um big thanks to kyle for taking time out and uh, we hope that he has a monster game on saturday and uh just shuts down his side of the field absolutely whichever side that is and maybe throws a goal in or two yeah and you know what? it could be both sides depending on what happens I mean, this he could he could start he could start out on the left and then move the right or start out on the right and then move the left. Who knows? Yeah, he's done that a number of times. It's, it was an interesting thing. That's why I wanted to ask him, like, you know, do you, how do you deal with you know, knowing you're going to play on one side, maybe, or maybe you're going to be moved, and you know, you're, you're playing different weeks, you're playing different positions, different weeks, or one game you might play both sides. It's it's uh, interesting to see how. Um, you know, somebody would prepare for something like that because, because there is so much repetition involved in, in professional sports. You have to, you have to, you know, 
You have to get your footwork right. And when you're moving right to left, your footwork is exactly backwards. Yeah. And he mentioned that in, yeah. in the interview that that is the thing that he focuses on is the footwork and, and good on him for being able to do it. Not everybody would be able to do that. Yeah. I can barely just, you know, I, I can't even change up like what order I put my socks on my feet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can, but only because the socks I wear are actually, you know, left, right specific. And if I grab one, then I do that one. But otherwise, uh, no, I, you're right. I would do it. I would do it the same way each time. Yeah. All right. Well, again, big thanks to Kyle and thanks to Rob Hildreth for uh, setting up the interview for us uh, with Orlando City Communications Department. Uh, big thanks to both mm -hmm. of those gentlemen and uh, we appreciate it. So uh, we now have to turn our attention back to the mailbag box uh, from whence we came earlier in the show. Uh, and now we are fresh out of Ryan Smith homework questions and we can get on with uh, some of the other uh, normal questions. And as I say that, Jack Lynn just scored a goal for OCB, Dave. What I what I say earlier that you know OCB <laughs> will wait late and then they'll do it. And I do want to add, I love the mailbag box. That's a good thing to add, and it's also good to love Jack Lynn goals, uh, especially. Well, when he's scored a bunch recently, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, especially when Alex Freeman is setting them up. Homegrown player, good to see. Like all of it, yeah. All right, so a couple of ways you can ask us anything at the mainland and at the mainland podcast. Uh, one of those is to hit us up at our email address, which is themainland at gmail.com. Another way you can do it is hit us up on Twitter. Our Twitter account is at the mainland. So it's all very simple. All you got to do is remember the mainland. That's the name of our site and our podcast. And you spell Maine like a lion's mane, M A N E. So at the mainland on Twitter. With the hashtag AskTMLPC, which stands for The Mainland Podcast. Yes, podcast. Yes, I said it in uh, <laughs> some kind of weird uh, cadence, but I said it. Uh, so yes. TMLPC, AskTMLPC is the hashtag. You can also go to the Mainland Podcast page at themainland.com and fill out the little form there. And that will email us your question as well. Sometimes, every once in a while, it doesn't work properly. So the other ways are more likely to work. So let's just say that. Um, but uh, we do have a few questions. We just don't have any in the email, Dave. Because that's how it goes. Yeah. One week or one show, all email, other show, all Twitter. This show, Twitter. So that means that I get to put the questions out there as I'm the Twitter mailbag box guy, whereas yeah. you are the Gmail Twitter or a Gmail mailbag box guy. So mm -hmm. to get on with it. Joseph Angel, a uh, friend of the pod, uh, often asks us questions. He comes in with a couple. First being, rumors are flying about Orlando getting a Major League Baseball team. I don't expect it to happen in this round of expansion, but if it did, what would be your dream branding for an Orlando baseball team? Nickname, colors, logo, etc. Uh, well, I have a favorite baseball team, so I don't know. That's why, I, yeah. I don't know if I would have a lot of interest in it, but I, I mean, I guess it would be cool if we could get the whole purple and gold thing going throughout Orlando. Um, Agreed. So that would be, you know, I, I think we've established that those colors are pretty freaking awesome, um, and it would be it would be neat to uh, see a, a a baseball team wearing purple. I know the Rockies have purple. But I don't think they've ever worn like 
I, I may be wrong because I don't really pay much attention to the Rockies. Do they have they ever worn like a primary jersey or, or, or uniform that's purple, like head to toe? Uh, I don't know about head. They've probably had like a, a purple with black pants or a purple with white pants with mm -hmm. like black stitching or something like that. I it, and that's a guess on my part because I don't know for sure either. Yeah. Um. I don't know. What do you think about uh, what? What would you say about like a team nickname or mascot or something? Oh, that's tough. I mean, there's there's only so many Florida ish things, and a lot of them are already taken up by either colleges or other professional teams. And I don't live in the Orlando area, so mm -hmm, I mean, I know true. less about it. Um, uh, I tend towards trying to find an animal um, as a mascot uh, for Major League baseball um but obviously gators are already taken panthers are were already taken um marlins you know rays it, it's i don't know bears although that's obviously chicago like florida bear i i don't know it's tough it is tough um i think there's a i think there's an organization called the dreamers but i don't know if that's what what they're going to be called if they get accepted you know the ones that are or building a stadium, uh, or have a stadium plan. Anyway, I should say, I, I think everything's sort of uh, preliminary. I, I, I kind of don't want any, I, I don't want any more sports distractions here in town. I, I want this to be an Orlando city town. I do as well. And, and I also want to say that if it's the dreamers, that's the worst name ever. Yeah. I think it's, that's like a tie in. I don't think you want to tie it in with Disney. I think there's already going to be too much natural, like oh they're Disney oh you know like yeah it's like the, the we're the, the lions and every, Imagineers everybody brings up Lion King the you know Lion King references when they play Orlando City um, it's lazy but you know it's people do lazy things people are lazy what do I, what do you want um, nicknames I do like animal nicknames too I don't know if they could go with the the armadillos or somebody something like that or uh, the egrets. Or the uh, the Sandhill Cranes. That's too long. That's too many names. No, but you could just do cranes. Yeah, you do cranes. You I have cranes. My, I have. I get them in my backyard all the time. They're very noisy and uh, they're they're strange birds. Yeah, but I, uh, no, I could see that. Yeah, you know, honestly, a uh, uh, like the gopher tortoise. I mean, obviously, you wouldn't do that, but you know, mm -hmm. something along those lines. The tortoises and turtles make for great logos. Um, mm -hmm. so that, that would be cool if they could figure that out. Yeah. There's some kind of, in, uh, like, a, a not endangered, but, uh, threatened species the... snake, like a indigo snake or something. Um, maybe, uh, something, maybe something with that Endangered. I don't know that there's an endangered snake, not endangered, but like threatened. Like it's not on the oh, endangered yeah. list, but it's like every time there's a construction area around here, there's a sign, you know, don't kill this snake. This yeah, this snake is a threatened species. And it's just a, like a basic black looking snake. Yes, but it has the right to be alive. Yeah. So, you know, I have no problem with, you know, I'm not, I'm not an anti snake guy. I don't, <laughs> I don't necessarily want him in my house. <laughs> Well, of course, and nor should they be in your house. So, yeah. you know, that's that's fine. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see. God, I mean, they've already taken Panthers. Um, yeah. I don't know. They're, I, I'm, I'm just going to go basic. Somebody that's getting paid money, which we're not, figure out an animal that's cool. 
<laughs> yeah. So I think we have we answered every part of his question or only most of the parts. <clears throat> I mean, I did mention turtle logos, but I mean, without knowing what the, the mascot is, it's hard to do a logo. True. So. True. Um, I think we can bring back the Citronauts since the, uh, since UCF got rid of them. <laughs> there that, you way, go. <laughs> that way, at least, you know, it's got my name on it. Ah, uh, I love it. It's, got, it's, it's awesome. embedded in there somewhere. So yeah, maybe do that. As far as logo, I'm very, I, I like simple logos. Very simple. Simple, simple. Like, you know, it could be a letter. Could be just, could just be an O. Okay. You know, I don't don't need fancy logos. I mean, as as you mentioned, I mean, we both already have favorite teams and I I don't Mm -hmm. need it to be an O because my favorite team, actually, their mascot starts (laughs) with an O. So, yeah, my favorite team has changed to a mascot I hate. So, yeah, yeah, I figured they kept the IANS, though. Yeah, but it doesn't help me. I don't like it. nobody likes it (laughs) and then the stupid uh football team here named themselves the guardians too so (laughs) (laughs) i think we've we've beaten this one into death i think we're good (laughs) all right well then let's do this let's move on to his other question okay uh which is in one of the last few matches, Apple TV showed a graphic saying Cesar Araujo has committed the most fouls in the entire league. This made me wonder, do you think Cesar will go on to get a league-wide Ron Artescus instigator reputation, or does he already have one? I think he has a, a reputation um, now as somebody who will try to get a call made. Like He's, he's been going down kind of easy i think i don't want to see him get that reputation but i think it's starting to happen you don't want the last thing you want is for him to really get fouled and them not to call it because they figure he's faking it um but i didn't know he had committed the most fouls i i kind of assumed that he had drawn the most fouls yeah that makes more sense i mean i'm not gonna argue with joseph i mean if he saw the graphic he saw the graphic but and i i absolutely agree with you that he's he's i mean He's freaking Captain Nemo right now. Down, mm-hmm. down, down. Dive, dive, <laughs> dive. Um, yeah, he's got to stop that stuff. Quit looking for the fouls. I mean, I think I mentioned it last podcast. Just look, go be the the absolute destroyer and drawer of fouls that you have been. The guy who comes in and and stops the other guy, takes the ball off his feet. Do that. Continue to do that. This looking for the looking for the foul I, you do it too much and they're not going to give it to you. You got to, you got to spread that stuff out. Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah. And, and also I would like to mention that just because you saw that on an Apple TV uh, stat doesn't mean it's <laughs> true because they've had yeah, some we, serious issues. <laughs> yeah. And we, and we didn't, once again, don't like homework. So we haven't checked whether yeah. that's true or not. If it is, I don't think that that's the reputation he's getting, as you mentioned. Yeah, I don't think so. I think he's getting a, a reputation as a as a number six who is very solid, and that's what he's been, and that's what we need him to be. Yeah, agreed. All right. Anything All right, else? Well, that that is everything. That, well, one, 
thank you for uh, both Ryan giving us the topic and Joseph for asking the questions for the STMLPC. But that is everything we have in the Twitters for this episode. Okay. I will say this. I'm looking at FOTMOB right now, and I, I'm not seeing him among the leaders for fouls per 90. Okay. Uh, Wil- Wilder Cartagena is fifth in the league in fouls per 90 uh, at 3.4. Uh-huh. Um and I got to think because he basically always plays 90 minutes um he should probably be higher up if he was the league leader. So what yeah, one would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Once again, not doing the homework. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. Uh thanks to Joe a- Angel. Do we have any others in the Twitter? That's that's it for now. Okay, that's our mailbag box. So if you want to ask us a question for next week, get it in here. You got a Memorial Day weekend here, but we're you know we're still doing our thing. So uh, get your questions in. Email us at themainland at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter with the hashtag AskTMLPC at the mainland is the Twitter account that you will want to at. And um, you know you can use the form on our uh, mainland podcast page if you so desire. So there's uh, multiple ways you can do it. And another thing we would always love you to do is to, wherever you get this podcast, rate it, review it, make sure you're subscribed and make sure you download it. Even if you don't have time to listen to it, just make sure it's downloaded. That way uh, we get the algorithm to tell people about us when they search for Orlando City Podcasts. We would like to have all of that, uh, if possible, from everybody that listens. And it, it doesn't take you any time hardly at all, and it doesn't take any money. No money. No money at all. It's free. And Dave, we uh, we always promise that if we get a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on the program. Yes, we do. And we have one. What? Yeah. This came in on Monday, the night that we recorded our last one. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what to do with my hands. Okay. Well, here's the headline. It says, Michael and Dave are the best. Whew. It's going to be hard to live up to that. Yeah, it is. Uh, he says, hey, guys, after listening to this podcast for years with my dad, by the way, it's uh, from Nick Webby three. So who left this Nick Webby three uh, well, hey guys, after, after listening uh, to this podcast for years with my dad, I finally felt like taking the time to leave a five star review. You guys have always been the best OC podcast throughout the years because you always say it how it is. Y'all always give great information about what goes on behind the scenes as well. I have two questions for you, but you don't have to answer them both if you don't want to. Oh, no, we we want to. We have mailbag box in our five-star review. This is breaking new ground. It really is. We've never had this before. (laughs) We haven't, but I'm, I'm here for it. Let's go. All right. If Orlando City were to sign another DP like Nani or Kaka in the future, who do you think that person would be? Oh. Uh, let's see, DP. I, I I'm gonna say, uh, let's let's go steal somebody from inside MLS because we always talk about, um, we always talk about that. So uh, let's go get like a, a Carlos Eel. Okay, yeah, that's nice. I like that. I'm gonna say, splash the Kasha, splash okay. the cash, and bring me. Marcus Rashford. Cool. <laughs> Wait, 
How old is Marcus Rashford when we get him? Irrelevant. <laughs> Irrelevant. <laughs> Just bring him. All right. Well, look, hey, I hear that uh, uh, Bobby Firmino is now, uh, you know, no longer with Liverpool, and that's a that's a more immediate uh, player we could get. Mm, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, when I say splash the cash, that means you, you know, just go write him a check, get him here. Wilf money, Wilf yeah. money, baby. Indeed. All right. Uh, the second question that Nick Webby three asked us is: Given the recent commitment. Of Valarin Balogun, how well do you guys see the USA performing in the Copa America 24 and World Cup 26? We had a similar question to this last show, and we're kind of still, um, I, I think I could speak for both of us, but correct me if I'm wrong. Until you show me a nine for this U.S. team that starts filling the goal, I, I don't know that we're going to see a, a, a remarkable difference in, in what we've been seeing. Yeah, correct. And we also don't know who else is going to be in the starting 11 uh, when that, that comes around. So, I mean, mm-hmm. who's let's let's assume that Balagon is there. Who's feeding him the ball? Um, and because that's going to, as as we know with Orlando City, that's very important. Um, mm, so sure. there's, yeah, so many questions. We both are members of American Outlaws and we want them to score lots and lots and lots of goals and many, goals. Uh, many, many goals, uh, win world cup, all the things. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but the, the answer, Michael's right. And until it starts happening, we don't know. So just show us. Yeah. So I don't know that they'll do. I mean, I think this is a team that's sort of still really, really dark horse in terms of, can they make a deep run? Can they, you know, threatened to win the cup. Um, but there's enough talent that they actually could do it if they just put that run together. But so many things have to go right. And one of those things that has to go right is they got to find a striker who's going to be reliable and put the ball in the net. And that's been years, years waiting for that to happen. <laughs> years and many, many, many players that we mentioned last episode. Yeah. So, uh, but we do thank you, Nick Webby three for the five-star rating and review and uh we appreciate it and hopefully hopefully you'll start a trend and if you would like to continue to ask questions you can do so by doing it on twitter at stmlpc or hitting us up at the uh, gmail at the mainland or excuse me the mainland at gmail.com yeah you don't usually do that part so well done yeah thanks (laughs) (laughs) all right dave last bit of business is to talk about the five stripes. Mm. Uh, what a dull name that is. Um, anyway, yeah, the uh, the Atlanta United guys are coming down here to play our guys on Saturday. Oh, thank goodness, because at least we're going to be playing on real grass. Yes, real grass, very important, very much necessary, and ban all fake surfaces. The, um, so you look at the standings, find out how these two teams are positioned. Atlanta currently in fourth on 22 points, six, four, and four, having played 14 games. Orlando City's only played 13 games, Dave, and has 19 points, uh, five, four, and four. So if Orlando were to make up the game in hand and win it, they would be on identical records. Yeah. There you go. So, 
They're not though. And they won't be after this Saturday night. There'll still be one more no. game played for Atlanta. And yep. uh, we have got to see how that's going to shape up. Now, Luis Araujo is suspended for getting a red card in last uh-huh. weekend's game. So he won't be playing, but they've got some good players on this team. The jerks. Yeah. Uh, they have got a guy from Greece who is scoring buckets of goals. And uh, I'm probably going to butcher the name. It's, uh, it's Georgius Giacomakis. Giacomakis? Giacomakis? I don't know. It's, uh, it's Greek. It's all Greek to me. Um, uh, eight goals yeah. in 10 appearances, five starts. So this is a guy who's looking to join only two other players who have scored nine goals in their first 600 minutes of MLS action. He is sitting on 527 minutes played. So the, uh, the lions have to hold him for 74 minutes to, so that he doesn't get to join that club. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, kind of a preview there of what we're going to talk about later, but yeah, that's, that's a pretty, pretty important piece of this match. Yeah. And then they got this other guy who has already, uh, this dude needs to just be out of the league. Now, <laughs> Tiago Almada, Ugh. Six goals, eight assists in 12 games, 12 uh, games played, all starts. Uh, this guy's been amazing, and I'm sick of it. Oh, no, completely and totally sick of Almeida. Uh, honestly, yeah, it's like you said, they've they've got some good players. They're scoring some goals. There's a reason they're in fourth. Um, granted, game in hand against them, but still, that's it's mm-hmm. annoying. So we won't have to face Araujo. We won't have to face Caleb Wiley, who's with the USU 20s. Um, so that's their next two highest goal scorers with three each. Uh, Gutman has two. And, uh, and then they got a bunch of guys with one. So uh, And then Brooks Lennon is a guy that you're going to always have to watch for because he's uh, he's got six assists. He's a very good setup guy. He's, he has really always played uh, very well against Orlando City. So yeah. uh, that's what the Lions are facing. <clears throat> And uh, so with that in mind, Dave, what do you got? What's your, uh, what's your key matchups? What's your score prediction? All right. So, uh, yeah, Jimmy the Greek there is obviously a big concern, but it's, he's, he's not actually uh, my key matchup despite that. I think that Orlando City needs to boss the midfield. They got to they gotta contain Almeida and, and the others to keep – uh, Gio, whatever his name is, from getting the ball and being able to score. So, you know, stop it before he even gets a chance. So, win the midfield battle. Obviously, Cesar Rahu is going to be a very important part of that in the defensive mid. But even then, just stopping attacks before they happen, press, press forward and, and get the ball back. Mm-hmm. So, that's where I see it being uh, won or lost. And I know I'm supposed to be the uh, the pessimist, but we've got three results. And so, you know, we always say, show me you can do it. And I'll believe you. So I'm going to go because it's at home with a 2-1 win. Okay. That's uh, very optimistic since they haven't beaten Atlanta very many times <clears throat> I know. over the course know. of their of this rivalry, which really was all one-sided for several years before Orlando even really drew any blood in this series. Yeah, I, um, I, I know, I know. 
Yeah, I think it comes down to Orlando City's defense. I, I think you got to keep uh, Almeida, Almeida, Almada. You say Almeida, and I say Almada. Keep him and Jacomacas off of the score sheet, and um, and make someone else beat you. Do you I mean, it's not that they don't have other guys that can beat you, but I think anytime you can silence the biggest guns, it definitely yep. makes things a little tougher. I mean, look at how many teams just clogged the middle last year on Cara and forced Orlando city to try to score from outside the box and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. uh, I think to me, it's the Orlando defense and including the defensive midfielders all the way back to Pedro thwart them thwart their two big guns. And if you do that, yeah. you're giving yourself a chance to win. Now I'm, I'm not necessarily pessimistic because I do I think the team's been on a, a good run of form, and they they they've gotten uh, some good results. And I think that that was really a nice uh, result at Miami, especially. And it looks like things might be unlocking for a couple of these guys. But at the same time, um, we don't have a report yet on Gaston Gonzalez, who was starting to play well. And this mm-hmm. is a team that's just been a bugaboo team for Orlando. So I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say two two draw. Okay. I predict way too many draws. I know this. One, two. You're counting. This is your you? tenth your tenth draw prediction of the season all uh all competitions. Okay. And how many games total is that? Uh well we didn't do the uh the uh T Grace matches, so mm-hmm. Fifteen. <laughs> so ten out of fifteen, I have picked a draw. Two thirds. Okay. So out of the times that I have not picked a draw, how many have I gotten right? Um. Well, the one of the ones that you did pick a draw, you you were partially right because it was a draw, just not the right score. Mm-hmm. Um, the time you picked a, let's see. The only other one where you were partially right was uh, it was a loss and you predicted a loss. So, okay. so I'm having yeah. a tough year. We both are, honestly, because you actually have more right than I do. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think we we had like a decent run last year where one of us was right. So I think most oh. of the time for a little while. Yeah, last year we both did way better than we're doing this year. Yeah, so we're not we're not in the zone yet. But I think that's also I think a large part of that is also because the team has been so win lose win lose. And yeah, it's, it's, it's hard, hard to get it. It's hard to get into a rhythm. <laughs> yeah, all of our all of our normal uh uh mechanisms and metrics are not working. They're not. They're not. So all right, well. We will come back next week and find out how we did with these particular predictions and, uh, you know, check in on our various, you know, key matchups, see how those things went. We're going to break down Orlando City against Atlanta United, of course, because that's what we do. We will also get ready for a trip to play the Red Bulls, not us personally, but, you know, Orlando City will be doing that. Yeah, no, that's. Yeah. And also our, our Nick Josie is going to that game. Oh, good for Nick. Yeah. He's not covering it. He's going as a fan. I still have to cover it. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about the OCB match 
that's happening tonight as we as a, as we are wrapping up this show. It's in the 83rd minute, and it's still one nil on that Jack Lynn goal. And they will play Monday, but we will be recording on Monday, so I don't know if we'll be able to break that one down. We might have to wait till the second show next week to do that, uh, and then we will of course get ready because they're going to keep playing. They're going to go to Toronto FC two on June 4th. So lots mm-hmm. going on there. And uh, we're very excited about all of the soccer and about all of the shows that we're doing for you guys. And we hope you appreciate these, uh, these two shows a week format. I know we've, I've heard nothing but positives about it. Oh yeah. I know everybody seems to love it, you know, other than, you know, maybe our family because we're yeah. occupied more, but <laughs> yeah. But I think uh, people wanted shorter shows, and we're not really doing that right now by continuing to babble. So let's get out of here and call it a day on episode 347. Thanks to Kyle Smith for being our guest. Really appreciate him coming on in the middle of a busy month of May to uh, to give us the scoop on what's going on with him and what's going on uh, within the team. Very cool to, uh, to be able to talk to Kyle today. So big thanks yep. to him. You can follow Dave on Twitter at Mainland Dave, and you can follow me at Mainland Michael, and you can follow the Mainland at the Mainland. So that's all the ways you can follow us on Twitter. You can like us on Facebook, uh, subscribe to this podcast, download it every week, uh, rate it, review it, all those things. Those are all fun things for us. And uh, like us on Facebook. I think that's everything. Yeah. Yeah. And and please do those things that Michael just said. Yeah. Check out our buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash the mainland and uh, check out if it's for you. Maybe it's for you. Maybe you like extra value and maximizing your experience. And if you do, we'll help you with that uh, with our membership, our premium membership subscriptions. Give it a try. Just give give it it a try. try. Yeah. Spend a month or two there. If you think it's not worth it, uh, you can bust it down a level or you can you can drop it, whatever. But uh, yeah, give it a shot. See what you think. Absolutely. All right. That's it, Dave. We're done. Episode 347 in the books. The only thing left for us to do is to say, go city.